on dispensers of pets, poking out at the cons, renaissance fests, watch anime chicks with inflatable breasts. You might be a Trekkie, <laughs> sit back and watch as that uber geek goes and kicks it up a notch. Turn to the left to F in your dictionary, and add this word to your vocabulary. Take a look, cause I'm the real McCoy. Damn it, Jim, I'm not a doctor, I'm just the definition of a fanboy, baby. I think we should speak that dialect through the we are We are podcasting from Louisiana. We came down to New Orleans, and uh, that, was, that was, that of was, course, was New Orleans? that was Sleepy Lon Lopez. Uh, with his More like Mellow. Was that? I'm Mello, trying to, Mello, Long, you know what Lopez? I'm trying to maintain the beast within right now. Go. So mm. I'm trying to find my like Bruce Banner if meditation. If we were at a bar, I'd buy you medicine. Yeah, no, I don't think that could help right now. So. Oh, okay, no. I need to find my inner tranquility. We never underestimate the we know, no, we need to ground alcohol. him. We need to we need to actually take a little grounding wire and tie him down, and maybe that'll I'm that electrical field will stop being generated that will ca- that causes all technology to go awry near him. It's just okay. my breathing. It's just I need to focus. Okay, let's stop let's, breathing. Let's listen to Lon breathe for a moment. <laughs> this is Derek McCaw, editor-in-chief of FanboyPlanet.com. We are podcasting on Wednesday, August 11th, 2010, from... 12. No, you're right, 11. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, it's 2010. 2012. No, I thought the, the, today was the 11th. <laughs> no, it was the 11th. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we're... At, no matter what day it is, we're here at Elusive Comics and Games 2725 El Camino Real Suite 104. Mm. Or is it 112 in Santa Clara, California? It's a little earlier than usual. We've decided not to compete with uh, the Dungeon Master this week. Masters. <laughs> oh, that's right. All There's eight several. of them. On the other side of the store, there's a little WoW tournament going on. This may be the no, last day you could actually go to Elusive Comics and Games. Because they're expecting more people to not. I suspect that the walls may give. That we'll see. We'll see how that goes. I, you know, it's popular. That's all we can say. Was what was popular. that old song? They blew the horn and the walls came down or something like that? I believe it's an old biblical story. Yeah, the Jericho. 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 That's what's no, going to happen no, here. Yeah. They're going to roll the Insert dice. Insert John Duker Mellencamp here and the walls. Yes. Was that came a Jericho tumbling, reference? Came tumbling down, yeah. Probably. I didn't know that. Yeah. It's called an illusion. It's a literary term. Yeah, I don't know. I just yeah, didn't I realize. I tried to make you uh, read the Bible. Remember that? When, when I tried to You know what, Dad? You? You're not my real father. No. Heel. Your real father Heel. is in heaven. I know. Uh, and by I the need way, to breathe again. next to me, after I've introduced myself, the deep breather there, the heavy breather. <laughs> perhaps you recognize his, that that's those, that expellation from phone calls you received late at night. <laughs> <laughs> Took me a while to construct that joke. I know what you're wearing? DNA <laughs> samples are little. okay. And and who are you? I'm Lon Tranquil Lopez. Okay, welcome to Tranquility, Lon. And, Smooth jazz. And, of course, uh, The Quiet Storm. Mm-hmm. Across the table from The Quiet Storm is our podcast producer and erstwhile moral compass. He's, he's bucking to get it back. I know that. Never lost it, Rick Brett Snyder. You're so wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Never lost it. Uh, if I lost my Mexican status, you lost your moral <laughs> compass status. You didn't lose your Mexican status. You it got it just, back 15 it minutes was, later. It was, yeah. yeah. After you hit us. I had to work for it. <laughs> you did. <laughs> really? Is that what you do to get it? See? Already. The white man walking, uh, mocking my, my work ethic. What am I, in Arizona? No, I'm kidding. Uh, we should take the show on the road and go to like Arizona. Arizona. Sit on the border. Just bring your papers. All we need is a bus. Okay. 
Let's do it. All right, let's do it. We've got. Did we have any uh, mail this week? Uh, no, we did not. Other than nobody uh, on the Facebook page, uh, mm. someone did ask that we talk about Star Wars news, which we will get oh, to. Oh, that's my buddy Paul. As we you, hey, uh, Paul. Hey, Paul. Good looking out. Uh, yes, and and, at and least by the way, one I, confirmed reader of the Greatest American Hero miniseries. So I really like Paul. <laughs> and by the long. way, just a quick aside for Paul and I's benefits. Uh, me and Paul were able to find. And I don't think we reported this on the podcast, but uh, in town there was a guy having a giant uh, Star Wars toy garage, like yard garage no. sale. Um, and I guess the story was uh, the guy was getting divorced. And so they were the, her toys. So no, pretty much he had to sell them. Also, the wife wouldn't get them. You know, wouldn't get the money or whatever. So the prices were insane. But it was, it was crazy. It wasn't just a collection. It was like if a retailer had gone out of business. This guy had everything, and uh, me and Paul were like, you know, contacting through Facebook and everything else. And what'd you get? Uh, I didn't get anything just because uh, the only thing I wanted was a little high price. But I think Paul got out of there with a lot of cool like figures and. I think I think he got the uh, what do they call, that was like the decoder or something. So it was, you know, if you're a Star Wars guy, that's that's a cool. And, thing. and speaking of that, I you know I I was a little bitter. I took your advice and went over to Toys R Us this week, and oh. uh, I, I was bitter to discover that, of course, my head's too big for it. But but the toy that I wanted more than anything else when I was. Okay, admittedly, the Iron Man helmet. No, the Boba Fett voice. They have a bell. Bo- they have oh, a Boba Fett helmet. Boba Fett helmet with voice changing. Oh, I, I was so bitter. I didn't to see know they that. made those. Oh yeah, they're there at Toys R Us. You gotta go. Dang you it. gotta go. Did you try and put it on in the store? No, no, no. I, I, I know that my head it? is too large oh, for okay. anything. Could that you is like pull out the in, toy store. Could you pull out the padding inside? And I don't know. I possibly like. Break it down the center. Uh, no, because you know what Comic-Con, I'm talking about your head. Uh, yeah, because right. you know at Comic Con we got those fantastic eastbound and down baseball caps. Have you stole Warland or? Oh, I have oh, actually okay. worn it around, uh, <laughs> and uh, it has a mullet in the back. Can you fantastic. wear it in Manteca? <laughs> uh, here, yes, I will. Um, but what I discover is that it, it is that after about ten minutes, my head hurts because it's I am so tight yeah. because it is so tight on my skull, and I'm like, come on. They made it for like kids, I think, because I gave yeah, one- kids love Eastbound. And yeah, down. I know. <laughs> I gave mine to my nephew, and it fit him perfect. But he's got a, he's got a small noggin. So. Yeah. So, um, but here at Fanboy Planet at the podcast, we got big heads. And we just true. and before we move on to the contest is almost over. Yeah, I think yeah. we said till the end of August. Yeah, we said right? till the end of August. So Name the Fanboy f- uh, listeners. Name yourself. Yeah, and we, and we have got so much swag, so much to to roll through. God, the there's so much swag. I was doing some cleaning in my room, and I took some, uh, t- you know, went through the bags. Went, yo, I, I don't really. And need by it. the way, I did mail out the package to the J, our last contest All right, winner, Zilla. But we have to don't, don't we have to make a rule that. Every, not you know, two in a row. Yeah, yeah you, you have to be like thirty row. days. And right now, the J I think is the only entrant in the uh, the J and Sharnold. I think, or do we disqualify Sharnold? Uh, no, I think Sharnold could use a shirt. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. It's not about it's, it's about need. It's about need. Oh. So name the listeners and uh, write into you, editor at Fanboy Planet. And I think I mentioned last week I did have dinner with with Sharnold in L.A. And so you know, and here he's uh, see you two can be a listener. Turn and a guest friend. Turn, <laughs> turn fan. Friend. friend. Did I say fan? Yes. Yeah. Friend. Well, you know. Friend. Keep him at distance. I mean, I wouldn't have him over to my home. But really? I would. I'm oh, kidding. Okay. Sharnold? Sharnold, if you ever up in San Jose. Sharnold's probably can, good with kids. You can I, crash <laughs> on my couch. That's fine. So. Yeah. All right. Moving uh, on. <laughs> let's talk 
some comics. I got a little bit of still post Comic Con comic stuff because uh, there's so much to report. There's still oh, I've got so many audio files to still go through to transcribe. Oh, and can I quick pimp the, articles? Please do the girls of Comic Con <coughs> slideshow is in now fact, up. I, I looked at that and I felt that that it was almost respectful what you wrote up, <laughs> and then I saw it, you know, and then I went, no, he's a pig. But you know, what? It, yeah, yeah, that's that's. I didn't take all those pictures. No, you didn't. But, yeah, uh, I would. No, like you're them, in a couple of them. I would like them in a non-slideshow format so that I could run some on Fanboy. Planet. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah. I'm just saying though, if you want to, because see... I've got to say something. Michelle took some amazing photos. Awesome. And I set I set those aside to do a Girls of Comic Con. Oh, so, so more than what you put up. Oh yes. Okay. Oh yes. Because I like the ones he. That oh, he, I did thought put up there already. Not to turn this into a Michelle love fest, but why not? I mean, I really thought that's the, he's always sent me photos from Comic Con, and he has gotten really good as a photographer. Yeah, awesome. And I, and I really felt a lot of those things were what I like about pic, you know I like in pictures when they are capturing a moment instead of a pose. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those photos were just like that's a moment it's right before you really was it a lot of girls in the bathroom like uh, no uh, oh okay so I was gonna say that's way dirtier. Than By the mine. way, this is why Sharnold. Can meet my children, but you cannot. <laughs> no, I'm saying no. you made it. <laughs> no, all my none, none of my stuff was that sassy. The girls were already dressed that way. It's that's, not like I told them to underdress or anything. It's true, but boy, wouldn't it be great if you had had more on life con girls? Well, that's you know when we finally get big enough. It's so. the dream. But I'm just saying, moreonlife.com. Okay, yes. 64 pictures, absolutely, and and some very good there, and they're fantastic. Uh, so let's talk about a couple things we picked up. Uh, that I picked up at the con, and Rick was with me when I picked up the one, this book called Codename Heart, right? Uh, which I believe is uh, only available online through rankenstein.com, R-A-N-K-I-N-S-T-E-I-N.com. And this guy's name isn't actually Rankenstein. It's Greg Rankin. Uh, I believe he has an animation Rankenstein. background. Rankenstein. Yeah, that's what he calls himself, Rankenstein. Is that uh, Travis and all those guys? Is, or not Tra- Steve Linquist and all those guys? Um, let me see. Wait a minute. Is, is that Mongo? Mongo's books? Who's Mongo? Rankenstein. They have a little computer robot logo. No, this is Greg Rankenstein. Oh, Rankin. The guy's last name is Rankin. Yeah, oh, yeah. And you, yeah, no. This is oh, it. Okay. Uh, he also has, a, uh, I guess, Sorry. someone associated with sarahsketches.blogspot.com. But, um, and... What I feel is he had a little independent table, I guess, in the, in the independent creators' mm-hmm. areas where we discovered him. Um, he had the little uh, heart with wings. Uh, yes, and Codename and- Code Name Heart is this World, World War II story uh, about a woman who bears more than superficial resemblance to Amelia Earhart, who's like a super spy fighting Nazis that have accidentally unleashed a zombie plague aboard a Zeppelin and... It's a really good adventure. I mean, so the guy, I, to me, it looks like he has an animation background because it, I, I've seen a lot of um, guys that go working from cartoons to doing books and their style is very similar. So mm-hmm. it definitely has that kind of storyboarding style to it. Very kinetic. Uh, we talked to him very briefly at Comic-Con and he said that uh, he gets about one a year and I think that's a shame because it's actually a really good story. It leaves the door open for another one. Um, I'm looking forward to next year then to see what second book he has. Uh, I really, really liked it. Um, 
But I see that the guy is very independent and not really marketing himself super super hard. So let us do some of that work for him. Rankenstein.com. Check for it out. For a standard side comic, the panels are very small and there's a lot of writing. It looks like there's a big story. Yeah, in no, it's, it was. It a, does look like a good read. I mean, I just read. flipped through it. It so. was a good read. It was absolutely. I mean, I the artwork it, is. I brought uh, it passed around to you guys. And I'm sorry I should have done that earlier. No, it does have. Uh, well, it does say like the first six pages is. Art or ink? colored, colored by colored. You can definitely tell, like after the six pages, there's a, a the shift in the artwork yeah, a little bit. It's uh, there's a different anchor on the first six pages. Yeah. Oh, ink. Okay, it is ink. But ink, uh, but it's uh, Sarah. But it, you know, I mean, just flipping through it, I was intrigued, and I would have picked it. You know, Sarah Jerzykowski. I would have given it six pages. So. And well, um, you would have given it more than six, would you? And again, if you're well, interested in looking into this, it's Rankenstein.com. Right. If the first six pages don't grab me, I don't go for it. But do you think the first six pages grabbed you there? If I just – just looking at it, I would have given it a chance. I think they did the first six pages because it's gotten out that Lawn only reads the first six I think that may be true. So, uh, and you know what? It's industry standard now for comic reviewing. I've pretty much set the bar. Yeah? If your comic doesn't impress me in six pages, forget it. Buy him a drink at the bar, and he will read page seven. I might finish the book for a whole drink, yes. <laughs> for a whole drink, okay, for a yeah. beer. Uh, so, <laughs> I, so anyway, that was a book that was like, oh, good discovery. And I, I read The Reconcilers after you handed it over last week. Oh, my gosh. Good? That was really good. Yeah. I'm, so you guys found, like, cool indie comics at Comic-Con to indeed. promote? Yes. That's awesome. I applaud you for that. <laughs> Who would have thought that at Comic Con? <laughs> but that's cool <laughs> that you guys are still, still yeah. keeping that alive. That's good. I can I just one little shout yeah, out? Please do. I supported because I feel it's our duty to support the smaller indie guys. Yes, absolutely. When you're there, I found a really cool uh, T-shirt company called oh. Stupid Head. No, Stupid Puppy Head. Dot com. I think they are. Okay. And they did a really cool. Uh, had a really cool like Bigfoot roasting a marshmallow over a fire. It was a really cool design. So it was one of those where I was like, you know, I saw a cool design. I wanted to get a cool souvenir from Comic-Con that wasn't like, you know, a Galactus head or, you know, something I had to wait in line for 12 yeah. hours to get. Oh, that's a good point. And, you know, and it was cool. It's a cool design. Great shirt. Friendly people at the booth. And there, a guy walked by wearing the Kirby, Kirby Crackle, Crackle t-shirt, which is the next thing I was going to talk Young about. Young Wilson, yes. Yes. So, <laughs> so yeah, see, there you go. Was it you that picked it up for me? No. But it wasn't us. No, but you're welcome. We didn't know. We didn't know you Short before. Short term, uh, long term yeah. memory loss is a horrible uh, thing at that age. No, He's right. a good kid. Yeah. He's a good kid. But anyway, so yeah. So hey, so I think it's all cool that all of us did support yeah. some of the indie artists that are still there who, you know, started and made Comic-Con. Well, this cool. is it. I mean, last week I, I bought, you know, the, that Ozopolis and that yep. guy was, a, I think at one point had been local to this area. I, I don't think he is now. Um, but yeah, there's a lot to be found if you are interested in looking for the things if you actually off do the beaten path. Take you know? the time and you know can you know or don't get overwhelmed by the floor. So yeah, yeah. so uh, I again really like Codename Heart, and then I was going to say Kirby Crackle. Now they've been around for about explain three to me or four who years. they are again. Okay, well Kirby Crackle does what they call geek rock. So they have two <coughs> albums, and they are kind of like our our buddy Luke Ski. Yep. Okay. I, I think honestly a little better produced because they're they're mm-hmm. more of a band. Mm-hmm. 
but um, Luke Ski is more of a producer. Luke Ski is more of a parody. Parody is because he'll pick a popular song and do lyrics. And they're actually they are writing original songs. The lyrics are geek oriented. So apparently, their first album was like nerdcore or something, or you might call it that. Okay. Um, the the photo on one of the photos on the album has their fists out and they've written geek rock across their knuckles. Okay. Um, Wait, geek on four fingers? Yeah. Yeah, it's only four letters. Oh, I was thinking Greek. <laughs> Greek rock. Sorry. I, Greek, Greek rock. rock might be good, too. That's with me. <laughs> Zorba there. Well, no, who was that kid that was on American Idol a while ago? It was like a Greek rocker guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was, on, he was on Rock of Ages on Broadway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I I you're about. Constantine. Constantine. Constantine <laughs> Stopanopoulos. Uh, uh, Rotalis, I, I don't know. But, uh, Snuffleupagus. Anyway, uh, so the, the, uh, one of the songwriters... And band members is Jim Demonakos, who used to be he sounds great. director. You're right, okay. director of marketing at uh, Image for many years. Oh. He's, he's not anymore. He moved to Seattle. He owns the Emerald City uh, Comic Con. Oh, yeah. cool! And, we should get an invite to that. And uh, well, I, yeah, exactly. Uh, and we've and he owns three shops up in Seattle too. So he's a real, um, you know, he's a re- really one of us. Wheeler dealer. And uh, I don't know about Wheeler dealer, but sure. And uh, Wheeler then. <laughs> okay, I, I'm assuming he's very successful at all those things. Well, the con, I hear great things about him yeah. city, so we no, need I, an invitation yeah. so we can go up there. Um, go. Because you know what, my niece is moving up to Seattle now. Oh, so we'll now, now I have to replace. Yeah. There you go. Um, it's not big, but I really I, I bought it, and I've always like whenever I find their booths at a convention, it's always been like I I really don't have the spare money. I've got to figure it out, and I went no, this year was a little flush. I went a little earlier. And said, finally, Jim, I've got the money to buy one of your albums. Which one do you recommend? He said, the second one, because they had a different producer on that one. Um, he said, it's a good entry point. He says, you know, they're both good. But, you know. Mm. Uh, so I bought this one, E for Everyone, uh, which is available on iTunes. And, and and you said you... I've listened to a couple of them. It's also available on Zoom, Zoom? Zoom Marketplace. And if you buy a Zoom Pass, you can download everything. So I downloaded Now, what's this one about? Like Infinite Crisis or... Uh, no, 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 just each song. They're all over the board. Uh, I'm just kidding. It's... it's I really, really like, I like it. the Green Lantern and, 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 one. Yeah, uh, give me a couple titles just to throw. Uh, it ring out. capacity. So actually, I was gonna. I we got permission. Let's say later when we talk about Green Lantern, we might want to play a little bit oh. of Ring Capacity song about being a Green Lantern. Interesting. Uh, there's a song about the, about being the loser superhero. Let's uh, break right now and play that song. From the corner of my eye, I catch a glimpse of evil light. Fear tries to swallow me like I'm just some guy with an
That was the Great Lake Avengers. I love that song. Oh my God! Did we play that one? <laughs> that's what. That's what I wanted you to play because okay. I, I was. I was introducing that one actually yeah. about being a loser superhero who has the power to shoot uh, fiery tuna melts, and right. and so no supergroup will will it's invite about, him. It's about all his attempt to get into different supergroups and then finally it's, accepting the fact that he belongs. Uh, it's with. really funny. Yeah. Um, so some, and there's a song about the Watcher called "Can I Watch You?" That and was I, that was really weird. When that was, was a little disturbing. It, when I was listening to it, I was thinking of you, Lon. <laughs> What? <laughs> I thought, yeah, this is Uwadu's seduction song, and if exactly. and if Lon was a, was a was a watcher, he would be singing this song. At any yep. point in the song, does he say, "I like to watch"? Um, or he does say some, his, his oh, okay. dress is above his <laughs> knees, <laughs> something along those lines. Yeah. Uh, hmm, so they're all in, interesting songs, sci-fi and comic related. And I guess the first album is very is more uh, video game oriented. Are there uh, any songs called like the Ballad of? And then some character. Other uh, no, oh, I, okay. not on this album anyway. But there mm. was uh, there was a nice uh, acoustic number, uh, love song for for a geek girl called um, Dusty Cartridges and Long Boxes. Interesting. Um, which because I, I, I think there's a song potential in the Ballad of Ben Grimm. What do you think? Well, why don't you write it, man? You're we'll looking, see. You're looking we'll to get see. back into the. Uh, We'll see. We'll see. I'm, I've been retired for many years now. So, so. anyway, I can't. Really you know what? Though, let's play a song off my album right now. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> We've done that. We have right. put your album yes, on the end. We've right. been there, done that. Yeah. And I, I, I just say, wanted to stop the podcast for a second. Okay. And we were unsurprised. Mm. So uh, it's not really a discovery, I guess, because I've known about these guys for a couple of years. But uh, finally to buy the album, it was, like, it was great because I put it in my, my car CD player on the way back from L.A. And... It, I had to have listened to that at least five times uh, on the way back up I-5 because it was like, oh, I could put something else in, but no, I'm kind of digging this. I'll listen to it again. Okay, I'll take it out. No, I'll listen to it again. So it really kind of kept me awake and, and cool. into it, and so I, I really got You know what music. I listen to on long car drives? I'm afraid to know because I've seen Crackpot Comics. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I was going. Okay. Never mind. Uh, but someday, if you want to see Crackpot Comics, <laughs> write to Lon and say, would you release the doggone thing on it's DVD? It's coming soon. Coming soon. Oh, good, because, you know, there's a brilliant performance by... Somebody we know. Yeah. Nate Costa. Anyways. Uh, Rick Brettschneider. Okay. Is fantastic. I'm making notes. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's fine. Uh, so, uh, today, hitting the sense, things that are actually uh, not from Comic-Con, let's move forward. That uh, I finally understand Grant Morrison, well, you attended... The Grant Morrison I panel. Did, like, no, I, I, every morning I wake up feeling bad because I didn't write anything up for them. <laughs> it's not too late. Okay, I'll try. Because I can just give you crap about it until you, you do. Until I die, yes. Yeah, um, that's all right. Uh, but he announced a, they announced a book at Comic-Con that I didn't quite understand the concept of. Uh, and because I, I only heard like tangential references right. to it. And now I get it. He's well, gonna, he didn't give any details Once on he's it. Done, from, done with Batman and Robin... Uh, which is apparently soon, once Bruce Wayne returns, he's going to start a book called Batman Incorporated. Kind of like Kids Incorporated? 
I'm not sure. Tell me uh, what Kids Incorporated did. It was like a young, uh, like Mickey Mouse Club type show where kids would sing and dance, but they'd all hang out at like a clubhouse. It is indeed a musical version <sighs> of Batman. That's no, awesome. Um, paper. <laughs> that, that, yeah, that never actually Joker, happened. Joker, can really you work. hear me? No, there was oh, okay. going to be one. You know that. They, I know. I'm just, I've heard I think I even made that same joke before. I don't know. Probably. Okay. Because you only know one musical, and it's a Streisand one. What was is that? What that? that was? Yeah, from I don't. Uh, know. I thought it was from Tommy. That was uh, no Joker. No, he's a pop. Can you hear me? Is is Yentl? Yentl. Wow. Sorry, I had a weird gay sister. So. <laughs> right, a weird gay Lonette. Lonel. We've never seen them in Lontel. the same place. Lonthreen. <laughs> That'd be funny. <laughs> oh. I like I tur- Photoshop turn it's around, coming. it's me and long hair wig and uh, blonde wig too. That's what Ooh, would be hilarious. Weirder, uh, <laughs> absolutely. Anyway, uh, where we, what am I? No, Batman Incorporated is uh, Bruce Wayne is apparently going to go around the world creating Batman franchises. Boo! Like they already have the Knight and Squire, and it was a long. It was well, a, that's, the, the Batman's was of, the, of, of the world. Yeah. Was back He's going to make it official though, and go. Here's your uh, 401k, and uh, I don't know about that, but uh, well, that's what Incorporated is, isn't it? I mean, but, but Morrison brought all those guys back for the yes, Black Love, basically thing, right? making yeah. yes, they were there in the in the Black Love plotline. So basically, making sure that countries around the world are protected as well, because you can't be everywhere at once. So I know you, I Lon is shaking his head, and you can't hear the jingling, but I can, and I know <laughs> <laughs> that uh, that he's not whatever happened to just one man. One man can make a difference. He yeah, is in Gotham One City. man in each one of those countries. Yeah. Uh, but but he's incorporated. That he's means, not sponsoring kids in Uganda. He's, he's actually trying to bring that's where That's where, you know, it starts at one place, and then right. next thing you know, there's corruption, and then they start trying to cut corners. Well, I would bet that that might be a plot line there. Could be. Great, it just ruined it. Nice going, Lon. All right. Nice all going. Right. You too could be a Scottish madman. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. like Grant Morrison. Did you, you say a Scottish madman? Yes. yes. Oh, I thought you said I thought you meant Scottish <laughs> Batman. Well, you could be a Scottish Batman too. That'd be great. To the haggis. <laughs> <laughs> to the haggis mobile. It'd be Braveheart. Ugh. All right. Um, so <laughs> I now understand. That I'm kind of looking forward to that. Uh, Marvel released an image for Spider-Man: One Moment in Time. Mm. We now understand. Apparently, uh, we missed this like a week ago, two weeks ago. We saw what Mary Jane actually whispered in Mephisto's ear. Oh. No more mutants? Uh, no, strangely no enough. No more spiders? Uh, she was the one, apparently, who persuaded Mephisto and said uh, that Peter would never do this, but that it was uh, basically Mary Jane did it. So just like just Mary like Jane did what? E, uh, she convinced Mephisto to... She made the sacrifice. She made the sacrifice. And some somehow online have criticized that this is saying that, once again, women are responsible for the fall, uh, for, for everything bad. Uh, but she saved it. Really? Well, I'm kind of thinking it's more like that's the sacrifice that women are the right. ones that can that that women. Oh, can, like Spider Man's never made a sacrifice in his whole oh, career. Women can take the pain. Women can take the pain. Right. Yes, that's what I think. Really? Yes. Spider Man's never had to sacrifice anything. No. What does he sacrifice? No, uh, I mean, no yeah. a, a life. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Everything in every issue. Yes, but yeah. not his Aunt May. Not his, his Aunt Uncle May. Ben. Well, but he was a really teenager. Then. Right, yeah. but I'm just saying, oh, dude, Gwen Stacy, uh, what else has he sacrificed? That was a mistake, uh, May, uh, May, his daughter, May Parker. May uh, well, we don't know that for sure. But I'm just saying, yeah. she's you know, he's lost 
tremendous amounts of. You're things. right. There's nothing they can do or say that makes this makes right. undone to have right. like My Mary outrage. Jane like hire you know. Yeah, I'm not. Right. I'm not right. even outraged right. anymore. The logic just, here forgoes any comic individual having a complaint. They they have no reason. To there's complain. no version of the story that makes it okay. Right. Let's all just pretend it didn't happen, exactly. or uh, that you know it, it's done. Let's pretend we never read it, we never knew about it. Uh-huh. Actually, we never did read it. So uh, you did, though. I have, yeah. yeah I so, um, so they released an image for that. They're gonna, you know, it'll come out in a month. And I, I don't know what more is to say. Is so one moment can change everything? Well, yeah, one mm-hmm. man can make a difference. And one uh, man can make a corporation. And speaking of uh, one man making a corporation or having an industry. I'm going to talk about two men. One, uh, John Lehman, who we had on the podcast last year with Good his guy. runaway hit, Chew. Today in the stores, you can get the Chew, the Omnivore edition, uh, collecting all the first ten issues of Chew uh, in hardcover. Kind of a nice play on words there. It's not even a play <laughs> on words. It's Omnivore really, versus Omnibus. Uh, well, I suppose. But, but isn't an Omnibus everything yeah. yes but an omnivore is one who eats everything i know yes. but i mean it's not is it it all, is not an issues? omnibus but it is no. an omnivore so. okay then yeah. right so all right. Uh, anyway you know what uh, it's let's play a track off that graphic novel right now all right yeah, we're, we're back, back. Okay. and uh that was a good uh yeah anyway it's 35 dollars um <laughs> what but, uh, for 10 issues i don't know in hardcover 10 issues 35 it's a little pricey little yeah. Wait a minute. What's a single issue cost? Two ninety nine. So, so thirty bucks. Thirty, 30 bucks. bucks. And then you put it in Plus a nice some, covering. Yeah. And you some know bonus what? Though? Material. I, I'm looking at it right now, and if I was a Chew fan, that's a that is a fine looking book. That that would go nicely on a bookshelf. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking. I that's think it's not worth even it. a, That's not even a slip cover. That 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 cover is actually bound, is imprinted on the binding. Yeah. Itself, it's almost so. like a textbook. It's so kind of mm-hmm. sturdy and. Although cool. it's uh, not admissible in Texas. But yeah, still. So right, right, right. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I think that's that, that's a good collection, and uh, yeah, I, I might be pricey, but I think yeah, you're right. If you're a Chew fan, and yeah, if you're a Chew fan, and and the other thing too is that it was kind of a higher brow concept comic, wasn't it? I mean, yeah, kind of appealed to a little more of the fringe well, well, fan, but the fringe made it go wild. I mean, yeah. you know, that's no, the thing is, but what I'm Lehman saying didn't is, didn't expect is, to sell it nearly as much as he did, right? And so I'm just saying, though, as a nice... Because I think that first issue went into, like, four printings, five printings? At least three. I mean, as ma- I, I think it went into as many printings as the Obama cover of Spider-Man. Mm. And that and I think in issue two, surprise. he eats Obama, right? Or something. Nah, I, no. Nah, 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 I, I guess nah, I didn't nah, nah, finish nah, nah, that, that's, that, that's that the upcoming. That's the upcoming Bomb Queen. I've seen a couple of panels of oh, that image book. Oh, heard of that I, one. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, terrible thing's going to happen to Obama in that. No, I shouldn't say that. I don't know that for sure. But the character. The character. Well, yes. not the real. Right. Right. You can't say that. No. And I wouldn't mean it. No. So um, that's it. The other uh, one-man industry, Robert Kirkman, who is not an overnight sensation. He worked very hard for a long time. And, of course, this year it's really it's really paying off for him. With He's got a television series. Uh, Walking Dead. Walking Dead. He was uh, last year the first guy to be made a partner in, a new partner in Image since I think it's founding. Hmm. Uh, so you know that's the esteem they hold him in. That's good recognition for him. Yeah. Well, I mean, he has well, essentially for, since you're carrying save, the whole company, the company, pretty much. Yeah. 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 So he's now getting his own imprint uh, called Skybound, in which he gets to act as editor. He's not going to write 
any books in this imprint. It's just the books that he would like to see published. Hmm. Um, sort of like what you know, um, Valent- Jim Valentino did. Uh, it's called Shadow Line. He has that little mm-hmm. sub imprint with an image, and uh, and I guess Jim Lee kind of Wildstorm was that way, you know, and still is. It's just yeah. DC owns it now, and uh, and Eric Larson ran all of Image that way when he was in charge. So uh, Kirkman has this, and the first book coming out of that is uh, a book called Witch Doctor by Brandon Seifert and Lucas Kettner. I'm not familiar. I with saw a little. Bit. I actually saw him talk you saw? about this. Okay, well then you give us a little. Uh, it's at a, it's a doctor who goes in and scientifically explains the supernatural and and fights it kind of. Thing. So he's kind of like Mulder and Scully in one. Yeah, kind of. Is but he's a doctor. He's a doctor. She was a doctor. Okay. I've also. I wasn't uh, necessarily going right along with you on that. I know, but <laughs> yeah. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna fight you. Why not? <laughs> okay, it, it, it makes for good radio. Yes. It was also released too that the shame name on the radio, but you know. the name of the first story arc for Witch Doctor is called Oo Oo Ah So check it out. It's gonna be good. The set. The conclusion of that will be Ting Tang Walla Walla Bing Bang. Yes. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's good. You gotta yeah. check it out. Yeah. He Those is. are the name of the two ghosts they right. fight. Right, he has a magical chipmunk sidekick. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's all I, <laughs> that's all I wow. want to talk about in comics. Let's talk about movie news, hmm? geek-wise. Uh, a lot, a lot of Green Lantern movie stuff what? came out this week. Yeah. yeah. Have they changed the costume? How did Lon and I both miss it? I, I don't know. I've been so busy editing photos yeah, Long's and videos. So, Long's yeah. been working hard. I'm always working hard. I know. You actually have a day job. But yes, um, right now, neither Lon or I do. We, we have no excuse for, I don't know. I, 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 get I, to read list, I get to read your Facebook posts about how you're learning to wake up at 8 o'clock. I'm like, really? <laughs> really? No. You, you misunderstood the point of that mm. of, of that post. Okay, well, let's talk about some movies. Well, that's maybe? what we edited out. Okay. Uh, so, anyway, let's talk about the Green Lantern news. So, first of all, they actually released an image of Kilowog really? from, uh, from the film. And uh, he looks very Kilowoggy. And kind of goes in the same idea uh, on the uniform is that it's kind of like, it, it again, his skin kind of merges into it. And so, I guess... I'm not a fan of that. The, yeah, the disturbing concept then is almost like the Green Lantern Corps is actually naked. Mm. Or, That's kind of weird. Or their rings change their skin or well, flesh. Well, or then doesn't that still by definition mean they're naked? But then what happens Depends. when they... Is John Jones walking around naked? No, he's got the little booty shorts. Okay. Yeah, but those are part of his... And Mystique? Mystique is actually naked. Usually. You know that? Yeah. Yes, yes, she yep. is. Yeah, but, but like, Sorry, get back how? To, the, how do, okay, yeah. So it comes. So then, what happens if they're wearing clothes? Does the suit cover their clothes and then make them naked again? How does that work? I, I, I don't, don't know. I, you now we're probably thinking too hard on it. But or do they have to take off their clothes, kind of like those werewolf boys in Twilight, and then and strap your jeans to your leg? Is that what they do? That's they, they, yeah, they cut their cut, they put their cutoffs uh, tied to their <laughs> really? legs. Yeah. So there's a bunch of werewolves running around, around with cutoff jeans on their leg. Yes, you're kidding me. Uh, <laughs> in the movie, a, they there's just, an image. In the movie, they're just naked, but in the book, apparently, that's the explanation. That's 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 wow. A, okay, that's an author who's thought through the problem. You know what have been what have, would have made that's it a, a lot more would have made it a lot more explainable if all the werewolves were running around with little fanny packs on them and stuff. <laughs> That'd be funny. Because then that way you'd just be like, oh, oh a yeah. bottle of water. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just little fanny packs. Yeah, okay, that's all. <laughs> Keys jingling along. With- Sure. Yeah. I mean, all and then they look like more douchebags. That's all. <laughs> okay. So, uh, uh, so Kilowog looks like Kilowog. 
Um, they've also announced what race is he? Do you know <coughs> what, what planet was? Come he on, from? Zorlak. I don't know. Write in if you know the answer to that question. Uh, his people are all dead. That's all. I really? Remember. Yeah. Parallax <laughs> killed them all. Oh, what a uh, jerk! So I don't remember. Now uh, they showed Tomari in the. Uh, oh, I didn't see an image of Tomari. Did you? Oh, they, they showed oh that's right. You said, it, you said the comic, but none of that. None of that footage is leaked online. It's intriguing. Yeah, interesting. Uh, he just he they they really got him right. And it was, okay, uh, I'm I'm beacon really thrilled for that. Yeah. But the thing they've announced is that they're so confident, and I don't blame them. They're so confident in the success of this movie that they're just going to film three. Essentially back to back. Excellent. So we're going to have releases 2011, 2012, 2013. What happens if the first one flops? Then, then they'll. Sh- oh, okay. Go ahead. They've already produced them. Well, uh, uh, yeah, they've they've already signed the guy, uh, guy to write the second film. So they are they are starting through. They've wrapped filming or principal photography on Green Lantern last week. Jeff Johns tweeted that. That was fast. Yeah. So they they did talk in, in the panel. They were talking about it as if it was pacing for a, 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 the right. story arching over three. Yeah. So so uh, that's that's the Green Lantern news. I am kind of excited to see that. Now the question is, is if they filmed out those back to back, essentially, what does that do to Deadpool? Ryan Reynolds did confirm this week that he will film Deadpool in between Green Lantern one and two. You know what? I'm 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 going to say something. If Robert Rodriguez commits and goes forward, I'm going to say something very inflammatory. Mm. Really? Snooze like you? this that makes me kind of harken for a Jack Black Green Lantern film. Yeah, there I said it. All right. Why would you say such a thing? Because if they're not going to take it seriously, why should I? What, what do you mean they're not taking it seriously? They are taking it seriously. Skin tight, colored suits and. Yeah, you never played that. Wait a minute, the way you just described that—have you actually looked at the Green Lantern's uniform in comics? <laughs> no, I'm, I mean, like as well. Okay. I know. I, I, I'm saying that's because that's because I'm just like. pouting. Okay, I know it's so. Although I see the pictures of Blake Lively's uh, Comic Con dress, and yeah, is that a good yeah? I almost needed a power ring to hold back my. So, so really, you want to see uh, Star Sapphire? Not really. You don't want to see. I don't like. I didn't. I've never liked that arc in the Green Lantern Green Lantern mythos of where, every, you know, like she has to turn into a super powered villain or so. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, can't we just have people that aren't involved in your lives for you to fight and you come back? It's kind of like in the real world. You know what I mean? Like you have your work friends and then you have like you know you your, your arch real enemies. friends. You know what you I mean? You have your arch enemies. Uh, you know Absolutely. I mean? You have your sidekicks. Yeah, but I mean like you have your home world and your life and then you go to work or you go to maybe maybe you have your gym friends, but they don't ever come back and know. you're like and just I they're like, Inuits who you've given a racially offensive <laughs> right, exactly, name yeah. to. Yeah, I'm just yeah. saying, you know that. Uh, Everything, like, I just feel like cinematically, and this isn't cinematically, but Green Lantern, you know, just feels like everybody, oh, we're connected now. Oh, it's a shock because I know who this person is, but it's just the way it is in the comics. I know. Well, but you know, that's but, what I, I mean. But what I would say, though, I don't mean just in the movie. I mean in but the Green Lantern I would say story. along with that, though, you know, that uh, it took a couple years to develop that with Star Sapphire. And again, the problem is that when, we, when they t- go to turning these things into movies, they're going to say, well, who's the most popular? Who are the most iconic villains? And you immediately jump to them because if you think, as you said, what if you only get one shot? Yeah. So you'd better have Sinestro in there. You'd 
Hector Hammond, really? People aren't really, you know, they're taking a risk by making it Hector Hammond first, honestly. And I applaud that. because that un- the- I mean, that under- undercuts the criticism then. They're going with- right. No, I'm, I'm saying yeah. that's that's pretty good. But even yeah. if, I guess my criticism. you see three films and Star Sapphire gets there, and that's only in the process of three movies. I can totally understand why Lon's saying, you know, really, you got to do that. But it's like. No, but I, I, I guess my comment, my criticism wasn't necessarily with the movie. I was talking just about just the Green Lantern. Yeah, in Green Lantern, I just never. Like, just leave Carol Ferris alone, you know? But Well, you know, at least Thomas Kalmaku never became a villain, so. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know who that is. That's Pie Face. Yeah. They. Wait, he is a villain then. No, no, no Pie Face oh. is his mechanic. Oh, was that kick. his like ethnic sidekick that yes, kind of yes. was Thomas racially Kalmaku in? And they've and they, they stopped saying, yeah. yes, he's Inuit. He was, they, oh, they, that they, was your Inuit. Because okay. he was Eskimo Pie Face. Oh, oh yeah. God. The it, racism it was, was so bad it back then. It was 1956. Mm. I guess it was acceptable back then. Watch Mad Men. It was. Mm. It was. Um, anyway. So are you guys excited for Green Lantern? I, 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 I'm excited. I'm not excited to see it in 3D. Mm. I, I really kind of feel like that's going to be almost overwhelming. For You don't want to like, see a giant green boxing glove coming come at right me. at you? Oh. <laughs> it almost hit me. It almost hit me. You would do that. Yeah. I would. Mm. Yeah. You're not going to the screening with me then, clearly, because you don't want to hear me scream. I'll know. go. I'm kind no, of... No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to sit by myself going, you almost hit me. No. Um, Actually, I'll stand next to you and then just punch you for real. And then you can be like, the 3D was amazing. That was amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, yeah, another one that they're going to go 3D on, of course, is they're saying Avengers. And Joss Whedon's trying to argue that point. Argue for it or against Against it? it. He doesn't want to do Avengers. Which is going to start filming in February 2011. (coughs) So so Captain America's got to finish. And then Chris uh, Evans, right? Chris Evans rolls right into... uh, into Avengers, essentially, from, from Captain America. and uh, Please don't do 3D Avengers. We don't need it. The other one that, that uh, Andrew, uh, Disney is arguing with Pixar about, they want to do John Carter of Mars as 3D, and they want to do the conversion. And Andrew Stanton, the director there, is fighting you know, it's, that. It's not an artistic argument. It's an economic argument. Yeah. They want to be able to charge an additional five to seven dollars per film. See, per it's person. different when you're cutting uh, Avatar and you're putting this this dream of right. redoing the technology and really showing something really cool. But then all these other people are going, "Wait a minute! There's a process where you can just convert it afterwards and charge six dollars more." Yeah, everything's in three D now. It's I, like, I like how every time we've mentioned the price, it's gone up. <laughs> you know, it's like three dollars, five dollars. I don't even know. Isn't it three, just three? Isn't Who it three dollars? I don't know, but it depends. If you go and see it at different theaters, you probably get different prices because if you go see it on IMAX, you well, get the that's IMAX true, but that's bump different. as well. That's different, even yeah. though it's just an IMAX digital. It's not one of the IMAX big screens. Oh yeah. Well, if you go to one of the but but the point of that is a what? Okay. So what's the point of hiring a really good cinematographer who understands a film look and a film grain and and can light things a certain way that's just going to pop on the screen and then ruin that vision by digitally altering it and making it 3D? You know what I mean? Like it kind of in a way you're like stepping over somebody else's art. You well, know what here's I mean? what I honestly hope, and, and it's not because I. I I, I want movies to fail, but I want those movies that are upconverted to fail. I think people are burning out on it. I think people oh, totally. really don't want to spend that extra money. And if it's if they feel like it's a special event, like, yes, Avatar. Supposedly Avatar is going to get re-released to IMAX uh, 
in I heard at like the end December. of August. Oh, I heard the end of oh, yeah, yeah, August. And I'm and I didn't get to see it in IMAX 3D. So yes, I'm going to make that trek up and see it. Mm. Um, but that's because that is an experience. It's an event. I I already know that. Right. I You know that 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 people say, but. When I get told, oh, Alice in Wonderland, when I get told Breaking Dawn, uh, no, Breaking Dawn wasn't 3D, uh, but it was IMAX. I, you know, How to Train Your Dragon. I did see How to Train Your Dragon IMAX 3D, and it, that was great. It was, and that, that was a nice that was, surprise. That, that was not upconverted. No, but that's right. It, yeah. And that's and that's one of the things. The upconversions are the worst. Yeah. But well, Clash of the Titans, that was ridiculous. Oh, my gosh, that still gives me pain to think about it. But see, that's the thing. That's When I think of hearing Avengers upconverted to 3D... I think, or Thor. I think the same yeah. thing about Thor or Captain America. I'm thinking Clash of the Titans and how much that just bothered me and it just ruined my movie-going experience. They gave so. us the glasses in 3D for Thor, right? Did right. You, yeah. Were yeah. you in there by then? And there was nothing memorable about the 3D. Well, I mean, not at all. at all. No, and I watched the footage that, as it when it leaked online and there was nothing about that that screamed 3D to me either. Right? Nope. Which, even the scene where he throws the hammer, it's not even like directly at well, the camera. And, and I think that's a credit to Kenneth Branagh, who probably, you know, you have to publicly say, yes, I think it's a good idea, but privately going, I, this, there's no point. So, I don't know. We, we'll see. Um, other movies that have no point. Uh, Tony Scott has been, inter- uh, been uh, announced as the director of uh, Mark Miller's Nemesis? That's uh, Ridley Scott's brother, right? Yes, yes. And he did like Scott a Man Free. on Fire or something? Yes, like yes, okay. and uh, Top Gun way back when. He did Top Gun? Yeah, yeah. Wow, okay. And uh, True Romance. Uh, he's not a bad filmmaker, obviously. He's a very popular filmmaker, actually. Nemesis. Did anybody read that? No. You read the first issue, you said, so. <sighs> it's just, you know, I Mark like, and Steve I McNiven like is Mark Miller, icon. but it's just... It's more of Mark Miller going, ha-ha, I'm a 14-year-old boy and I can... Wouldn't it be cool if this was in a comic? Which sometimes works. Um, but the premise is basically about like the world's best supervillain or something. And then him like basically... Like if Batman were a supervillain. Yeah, and then basically him just being an ass and, you know, kind of uh, just, you know, winning, I guess, or whatever. But I was kind of like... Well, we kind of already got that story in, you know, Mark Wade's Empire, even it was told way better and, and far with far more depth. So, I I don't know. I mean, it it could probably just be a great fun, you know, cult movie or something. But it's, I don't know. I mean, yeah, it know, might just be another kick ass. Other than know. Mark Miller making announcements, I don't really hear people talking about Nemesis either. Yeah, you know, it ha- it's kind of come and gone, like. You know, it came out was, a couple months ago, didn't the it? The first issue, yeah. And this is the this is the re- reunion of, of the Civil War team, Mark mm-hmm. Miller and Steve McNiven, which is probably the why fir- the second issue, you know. The first issue run. just wasn't that gripping. You oh, know. the second issue hasn't even come out I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, because, again, I'm not hearing anybody talk about it. Yeah. So I think it was, except for Mark Miller, constantly mm-hmm. saying, uh, you know, it's great. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I don't know there. But uh, do we want to talk? Do we want to turn to Broadway, or do we want to talk about movies we've actually seen this week? Keep with movies you've already seen. Okay, so now you can talk about Scott Pilgrim, because uh, by the time this gets posted, Scott Pilgrim will have opened. So, Scott Pilgrim versus the World, starring Michael Sarah, directed by Brandon. I'm sorry, no Edgar, Edgar Wright. Wright. I was going to say Brandon Wright. Um, That's because you have a man crush on Brandon Routh, don't you? No, what it is is I've been looking at files all day trying to convert them, and it says Brandon, Edgar, Edgar, Brandon, so it's just been going. Okay. Anyways, uh, yeah, fantastic, fun movie, um, good times. I think 
one of the, the strongest things and it's 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 hard to understand if you're not really from that but i think it it speaks to that generation like which is under me it's i you know what it speaks to oh my tim's God, that generation is under you it, it speaks oh, to the the gamer okay. generation um i think a lot of young let's say adults i don't want to say kids because it's not they don't dumb it down it's not a kid movie they're 20 somethings they're yeah but it's almost like for those twee like the tweeners i think it really speaks to mm. but i think like 13 year olds you mean uh they're not tweeners i'm talking like 18 to 20 okay. you know what i mean like oh, wait, before yeah, you're really sure. in a, an adult the so-called a, young adults which is yeah. gets younger all the time but yeah but uh but it also speaks to it just it's a, it did has you read a, any of the comics i did not but after i saw the movie i kind of flipped through them and they seemed pretty darn close like yeah. Well, There's a lot of clever dialogue. I mean, it's very, very. Uh, oh. the, the right word very, very closely with Brian Lee O'Malley. To uh, yeah, yeah, no the 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 movie's clever, that. smart. Uh, the directing it's very stylistic. Um, it's it's entertaining as hell. It's just really. I mean, if you're into that kind of stuff, like yeah, I had a smile on my face the whole time. It was just fun. It's a fun movie. It's lighthearted. It doesn't take itself seriously. Um, it's it exists in this weird kind of alternate reality, but you don't really care, um, and it's just it's fun. I mean, my only critique on it is, um, and this will go in my review if I can never get it written, um, is that is that the only problem is is it's just very light on real story. Um, but the thing is, is as you're watching it, you don't care because it's not the point. You're not going. You're going in. It's a it's a movie going experience. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. a. And it's not a, in 3D. You're not there. Going. No, and it doesn't need to be because it's so heavily visual. I mean, it's very. There's so many visual things, so it's like you're. It's it's a feast for your eyes almost in a way. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing it. On it's it's really fun. Um, but like I said, which I, was two days ago. If you're listening to this now, right? But my critique, <laughs> it hurts. Okay, good. <laughs> but no, but my like I said, my only critique is, and I, I even said this, like because I took Salazar, who is yeah. Mr. Cranky Pants. And uh, oh, he doesn't Lordy. he doesn't like anything, and so when we left, I go, "What'd you think?" And he's like, "I loved it." So he and he was like, "I'm going to take Sharon, his wife, to go see this. She probably will hate to see this, but she's going to love it. And I'm going to take all my friends." So he was really stoked. Wow, really that's into a, that that's is high praise. praise. Right. Yeah. But, my, high praise. but my critique was though that if you take away all the the style and you take away all the graphics and all the you know that. I you know what's the story you know what I mean there really is no other story other than Scott Pilgrim battles the seven X yeah X's of whatever name which is is. very similar to the movie I saw this week which was the Expendables whoa (laughs) which if you take away Sylvester Stallone fights the seven evil X's of Dolph Lundgren kind of oh okay Uh, (laughs) it is an excuse to get all these action stars into fight scenes with each other that's really what it is and that's all we want I was kind of sitting there at the beginning of it going "Um, like is there does this is this too much like character and not enough exposition you know they're a group that will assume gets is the Expendables because somebody has a tattoo and on their on, on somebody's bike there's a there's a thing that says expendable, so I guess that's why they're the expendables. Mm. They're a freelance mercenary group. But what their background is, Mickey Rourke exists just to occasionally step in and go, remember when we were in um, <laughs> and uh, you know, mm. and to actually provide acting weight. Because I, I sat there, there's, they, she does this one scene where I'm like watching going, I keep forgetting that Mickey Rourke really is a good actor because I can't get past sometimes like his plastic surgery yeah. and all the horrible things that he's done to his face and I and then I sit through this scene and I'm like this scene is unintentionally weighty in a movie that is not weighty at all 
Oh, because it's Mickey Rourke. He's really delivering it, and that's why they put Mickey Rourke in there, so that he could deliver the actual acting heft. But if Does you, he ask for a bird in this movie? No, oh, not, okay, once, good. not once. Uh, hey, what about I the Schwarzenegger factor? Uh, Schwarzenegger makes a cameo for no other reason than to say, remember, Schwarzenegger was in movies once, too. <laughs> um, he, you know, I mean, it's a, it, it causes a good punchline. But but only in a kind of like old man going, ha, 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 you know, and Willis, Bruce Willis is the same thing. You know, both of those guys are in there for just a minute. Oh, Willis isn't in very long? Not very long. Oh, I, 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 and neither of them are credited. And, uh, you know, Dolph Lundgren actually has a surprisingly large part considering. Good. Don't ruin it for me. No, I won't. I want to go in fresh. I mean, you know, the, the, the funniest thing to me, my brother and I were talking about, I took my brother, we were talking about it afterwards, said, if you notice, they make a big deal about Jet Li being short, as most movies mm-hmm. with Jet Li do make a point about how short he is. And then there's just a couple of shots where I went, you know, he's really not that much shorter than Stallone. Right. That was badly. That was really badly short. balanced <laughs> because it's like he goes. I know you're so short, and then Stallone on a you're box so next short, to and then it's, and then you see them walking down this corridor, and you go, "Yeah, Sly, you might want to change the angle something." <laughs> yeah. Where's some lifters? Um, you know, Jason Statham's there. Charisma Carpenter shows up for again no other reason than so that J- you can set up a couple of scenes with Jason Statham to pretend to act, and and I realized. When he and Stallone talk about it later, I'm like, yeah, you could have just talked about it. You didn't even need to show her. <laughs> and that's sad because I love Charisma She's Carpenter. She's not been in anything lately. No. How'd I she mean, look? Is she holding up? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm grateful. Um, but then, the, like, the last. I think I saw her at Comic Con. But then, the, like, the last half hour of the movie is literally hit one more. Sloan just looks at his watch and goes, We got 20 minutes to do this. And it's 20 minutes of unrelenting fight scenes. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, yes. snap, snap, snap. My brother goes, It's like, I can't even. I don't even couldn't even tell you what happened. I couldn't follow it at some point because it was just so much snap, 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 crack, crack, snap. You know, and, and then occasional punctuation by Terry Crews walking through with a machine going, going, boom, 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 <laughs> and it's like, and that was. I gotta say, Stallone is a is a great director. I just don't, which I never thought I'd say when I was a younger man, but he really does know how to put it all together. It's just that he's not putting together much. And he doesn't have much to put together. It's a fun excuse for these guys to just hang out and party. Yeah, but you know what? That'll probably do really well overseas. Where I there, kind of hope mm, it will. Where there is I, no need for, for I, depth. And the soundtrack, my brother again turns to me, like my brother should have been the guest critic tonight. You know, He says, somebody gave me a, a CD called uh, Mullet Rock. And every <laughs> single every single song in this movie was on that album. Wow. <laughs> a lot of Thin Lizzy, <laughs> you know, Creedence uh, wow. Clearwater Revival. Uh, it was definitely Southern Fried Rock was what I was thinking. Was it, it Freedom Rock? Turn it up, man. <laughs> so um, it was, you know, it was lazy. It was goofy. And it was kind of fun. And That's so, what I want for a summer and, movie. And so I kind of have to go with that. That I, I thought <coughs> I'll be I, there it's Friday. One the, it's one of those movies where Two I also was ago. kind of like going, I, I, I want a video game. I would have. Fun there is playing, a video. There's game. an eight bit online on Facebook. But is there a, is there a Wii game of this or no, a place, no? No. I mean, because I think it would be a really good combat game. Wow. But really. Okay. It, it, you know, it was just fun. I can't wait to see it. And a matter of fact, let's uh, play a clip from The Expendables right now. He loves playing in the jungle. Let's get down to business. We get out of here, it's a miracle. Time's up. Come on, let's see what you got. Be careful. I'm gonna kill him. Makes you stronger. Anything that gets in my way. The Expendables. 
All right. Well, well that was great. Are you getting us this B-roll? <laughs> I, I don't know. Let's talk Broadway, shall we? And uh, the the one potential... It won't be a podcast if we don't. The one potential Broadway show that Lon Lopez might pay attention to. Not actually go see, but... Uh, the one where the, everybody gets naked? Yeah. Oh, that was one. Oak Calcutta. They did that. Yeah. Uh-huh. And hair. And hair. That's two. Yeah. yeah. And the one with uh, Harry Potter? That was... Uh, what? Oh, Equus. Equus. That's not a musical. And, uh, he's still naked, though. Spring right? Awakening. Uh, yeah, there's not plenty. Uh, no, this is the one in which they sh- shoot webs. And that is that one, uh, Disney has announced, this time we really mean it, Spider-Man, Turn Off the Dark, will open in November. We'll go into previews in November for to be open in time for Christmas. Oh, now, this, this, this musical is already $50 million in debt. And again, I want to reiterate, every time we talk about it, it has to sell out solid for five years in order to break even. Just want to throw that out there, or sell like DVD versions of it or something. No, they don't do that. Uh, I mean, you can't until. I, although they could film the musical. Yeah, no, there have been. I mean, I because certainly Andrew. We Lord know how popular Spider-Man musical uh, films are. Couldn't they take it on <clears throat> tour? Those made a lot of money. Um, Didn't yeah. the Lion King make just stupid money though? Yeah, it did. So yeah. I mean, that's the risk. Some if people if people want to see it, Tarzan now, did not. They no longer. Uh, I can just imagine like whoever still hurts me playing like Doctor Ock is like singing, and then there's like people in black clothes like operating his arms and stuff underneath. It's, uh, like, that's actually you just described the Ursula uh, appearance in Little Little Mermaid. I know, but imagine somebody doing a lot of but Green Goblin King. is the villain in, uh, and there's the Lion King connection. Is that Julie yeah. Taymor is the same director? Have you ever uh, seen the uh, the uh, Aladdin? Thing at uh, Disneyland? Disney. No, I did not yeah, see that. Actually, not bad. Uh, I've heard really good the, things about the, that. The carpet comes out, and flies I'm, over. I'm the I'm really surprised they never turned that into a Broadway show. But this is Marvel developing separately, so you can't really co- compare it to a Disney show. Now it is owned by Disney, but they didn't mm-hmm. start it. Are Bono and the Edge still involved? Yes, they composed the the score. Mm. And uh, the question I have for Rick, because Rick is an American Express uh, card holder, and yes. they are the ones who are able to buy tickets in advance. So he Indeed. got. Uh, an offer this morning to purchase preview tickets. And right. how much were they? So if you want to be down front, if you want to pay the high price ticket, you can... Spider-Man, swing over your head. <laughs> your, your seats are running you $250 a piece. That would be Spider-Man is played by Carol That's Chang. a Broadway show, That's right? not bad, although I paid less than that for Front Row Center for Monty Python the Holy Grail. Uh, Spam-a-lot. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Spam-a-lot. Um, so, but you could, on the other hand, go for the lower price tickets. They go all the way down to sixty-four dollars a ticket. Sixty-four dollars gets you the second to the last row in the balcony. So, of a different theater. So, <laughs> I think it does come with those cheap plastic binoculars where oh, one great. of the lenses good. works. Uh, yeah. Good and uh, but and a foam finger that says "Yay, Spider-Man!" So you can now, get the they were if you were oh, that's the stadium, if you're so. on the DC Direct mailing list, if you get their mail email every day, uh, you get Spider-Man? a code. No, the Marvel. Marvel. Pardon me. You yes. yes sorry, because I'm I, on I, both. Yeah. My theory was that because you were uh, because you subscribed to Digital Comics Unlimited, which is right. DCU, and that's yep. why you got the offer. So I did not. But you got I'm a special code a press person that so. would let you let you go ahead and buy tickets at at a discounted rate. So that was 140 for the tickets that were close to it, but they were off to the side, not in the center. So, oh, interesting. Um, okay. Yeah, so the 100, 140 were on the sides of the of the fr- first few rows. Plus, you have to get to New York. Which many can, but yeah. uh, you know. I think I'm just going to wait for the off off Broadway production of Giant Size Man Thing. So if it's popular, they turn off my junk. 
Which uh-huh. I think is cool. Well, but you know, my understanding of the plays is going to be one of those where it's going to be difficult to take a touring show because not every city has a theater that can really handle it. And that because that was one of the problems with Tarzan too. Yeah, that the Tarzan production, very few theaters could actually. And Mary uh, Poppins recreated. too. Mary yeah. Poppins has some incredible. So I'm going to announce a contest right now. Not so much a contest as just have it. pity on us. Start donating to PayPal so the Fanboy Planet <laughs> podcast crew can go see Spider Man. I swear, Come if on, you people. can get to New York, I'll go whenever you go. <laughs> if, well, that's a mighty big if, son. Yeah. <laughs> so, because uh, I'm on a school teacher salary, but we'll see. Uh, I've got a mortgage and children, but uh, if we need if a people donate to PayPal. We are starting the fundraising so that we can go to see Spider-Man for Christmas. <laughs> okay. I hope that was... New a- York in December? Mm. It's always been a dream of mine. I know. It's romantic. Mm. Oh. Times Square is not that way anymore. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. The weird thing is I like Times Square the way it is, and yeah. I know what he's thinking. Yeah, I know. Flesh. What? <laughs> Who, me? Couldn't be. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so... I don't know. I'm feeling a little giddy. Uh, so let's talk uh, some television, shall we? Yeah, because there's so much to talk about. Not a lot. You I can w- look forward to some TV. I Actually, w- there was a there was a neat uh, thing they did on uh, with uh, Warehouse 13. Did you ever start watching? that? No, I'm looking for a season. Somebody to loan me a season one. I'm having deja vu. Very right good. Now. I know we've had that conversation. The Warehouse, for, Warehouse 13. And do you have the DVD? I do not. Um, Does anybody have DVDs of Mad Men? Because I want to catch up on that. No, I don't have that either. I want to get on to that. Uh, And uh, uh, Eureka have crossed over. So there was an episode where a character from Eureka came over to Warehouse 13. We did, in fact, have that conversation. That was when it was coming up. And now they've they've played them both. That's true. They were actually very both... Very cute, very fun, very good, good episodes. They didn't. I will focus tell you on. what I've gotten hooked on on sci-fi, and not because I think it's all that great. I just it was like, oh, it's on, and I could get in from the beginning. Haven, the st- oh, the adaptation or the oh, very the very loose adaptation Colorado of Stephen King's kid. The Colorado Kid. You yeah. know what I've been watching recently? Um, Two yeah. new things. This isn't a joke. Uh, has anybody watched Louie on FX? Louis C.K.? No, no. Uh, I've seen you posting about that, that you've enjoyed. Pretty darn f- I'm a big Louis C.K. fan, always have been, and I think he's... I'm a little hot and cold on the guy. He's he's definitely got that kind of sense of humor, but like I watched his HBO show, which was kind of more sitcom-based. This is more like almost like Curb Your Enthusiasm okay. kind of... I don't know if it's improv but it's definitely kind of got that curmudgeonly yeah, type yeah. thing. But it's hilarious every week. And then the other one I've been watching, which I'm not totally sold on, but I just watch because it's entertaining, is The Glades. Have you heard about that? It's on no, A&E. I have heard about that. What's it's The Glades? The Glades is basically a, it's like a procedural you know, detective uh, murder of the week fiction kind of or reality uh, show. Fiction. You do like um, those... those uh those the procedural procedural things. criminal no, shows. I do enjoy Criminal Minds, which is my new guilty yeah, pleasure. Um, but that's because Annie keeps showing all these like episode marathons yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So now I'm totally hooked on this show, and it's mostly because every week they just top themselves with, "Oh, they're not going to do one with it." Oh, they did. Oh, you know, and it's just like I applaud you for your craziness. So. Okay. There was one episode where some guy just walked in the park and had like a pixie stick full of uh, anthrax and just threw, <laughs> just let it loose. Wow. <laughs> it's not that that's really funny, kids. It's not. But, uh, but, Please uh, don't try that. Don't try that at home. No. But what was great, though, park. was just I was like, they're not going to do Oh, well, we're going to have a two-parter on yeah. anthrax. Awesome. So like, I'm just going to – that's that's cool. It's something to look forward to, look at. Uh, Louis, I think Louie's on, on demand and uh, right now, so I may ca- try to catch maybe. up with it that way. 
Um, it's such a just a but I'm almost slow burn. But I've been I just casually enjoying um, this Haven and, and being human on BBC America and. Uh, this sci-fi, the sci-fi has season. the second season. You watched the first one, yeah. Already, yeah. Uh, and and sci-fi has almost almost made up for Flash Gordon. Mm. <laughs> so <laughs> you you do hold a grudge. That wound runs deep. Yeah. That wound run. You know, I wouldn't have held the grudge if they hadn't used the Queen theme song in their commercials to get you all excited to yeah, see yeah. it. Mm. That's that's true. That was bait and that switch. Was a big bait. That was the biggest bait and switch I've ever had. Yep. <laughs> you know, um, yep. no, there was that one. Never mind, <laughs> and that includes my no. Um, so uh, I got some announcements and things that get in November to look forward to on DVD. You know, we, we didn't really talk about the DC uh, universe. The animated stuff is doing a disc of just the showcase shorts, and uh, so you the did ge- have an article on that, though, didn't you? Uh, well, no, I, no, we just talked. I just ta- uh, reviewed uh, Under the Hood, which I really enjoyed, and oh, Jonah yes. Hex. Jonah Hex was on that. Uh, I thought it, maybe I saw one of Gary's. So, oh, maybe yeah, you probably. Do. So you brought. So they brought back. You know, they're going to put the Jonah Hex one on the Spectre one. But they're adding two new ones: uh, Green Arrow. That's right. Uh, so it'll be a Green Arrow short uh, versus the Merlin, the the bat evil archer, um, and then a twenty-two minute uh, Shazam and Superman versus Black Adam. Oh, cool! With uh, Jerry O'Connell, I think is uh, back to Captain Marvel. Is direct is uh, not direct. Yeah, is starring as Captain Marvel. I liked him as Captain Marvel on JLU. Yeah, that's he was right. good. So, so it's uh, that was like probably one of that and like the finale were some of the best like JLU JLU episodes ever. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so I, I like that they bring when they bring back the old voices. Mm-hmm. That you know, if they nailed it once, do it again. And it's like yeah. well, I don't understand why they ever cast anybody other than Kevin Conroy. It'd be interesting to see Batman. how they do things stylistically because they had established mm-hmm. with the Spectre an entirely different. Well, and the Jonah Hex one is also very. I haven't watched that. It yet, is yeah. um, you know, it's very anime. It looks. Yeah. It reminds me a lot of uh, Jonah Hex anime. That's so weird. But it was a good story because they took uh, Joe Orlansdale adapted it, and he's a, was an old Jonah Hex writer, and they took it right out of a. Jimmy Palmiotti. Um, so there are no orange great. balls then? No, there were no Thank orange balls. God. So, I, oh, oh. yeah, so Jonah Hex was, if you had seen the cartoon first, you'd have thought, Jonah Hex is a good character. I want to see that movie. You see the movie? People aren't going to go, I'm not going to watch Jonah Hex, the cartoon. Right. That movie sucked. And it's mm-hmm. like, no, that, you know. I mean, I think, Franchise done. I think Thomas Jane even said that. He's like, I was in the running to play him in the movie, and, and, and Josh Brolin Dodge got the part. Bullet. <laughs> <laughs> he said, like you know, lucky me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of and, and so Thomas Jane is Jonah Hex in the cartoon, and yeah. so it's a good casting. Um, and so I'm really looking forward to that. And then the same day, uh, a movie, a documentary that they played at Comic Con, didn't really hear people talk about much, was a documentary called Secret Origin: The Story of DC Comics. In the 75 years of the of the history that's coming out on home video, interesting that it is narrated by Ryan Reynolds. So obviously the tie-in to mm-hmm. Green Lantern. But I thought now, so is Ryan Reynolds kind of being positioned as the opposite to Robert Downey Jr., who's become kind of the unofficial movie spokesperson for, but well, also Marvel's over Deadpool. into Deadpool. Yeah. Well, <laughs> did anybody see those pictures of RDJ from uh, the Avengers panel? Yeah. I saw did, the Avengers. Did he yeah. not look like a Robert, Ev- like a young Robert Evans? Yeah, you know, like he's, a- he's totally going into the Tony Stark mode. He yeah. is totally going into Tony Stark mode. No, it wasn't even Tony. He just looked like a. He like looked an, like L.A. Just but well, with the go. long hair he and like the LA big glasses. The 70s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like so, he's doing the Bob Evans autobiography. So I wanted to mention something to look forward to potentially is that Smallville announced is announced some ti- some episode titles, and I sat down with the cast. And I'm going to try to get an article together on that next week. 
Um, and you know they already teased that there were going to be a lot of mainstream DC superheroes coming into Smallville. We know that Booster Gold and Blue Beetle are going to be in there. Mm-hmm. We know that Darkseid's coming in. Um, but they released an, so episodes five, six, and seven. I can't remember what season what episode six was because this title didn't spark anything in my head. But episode five was Iced. Okay, thank you. I emailed Rick because I said, "Could this be episode five? Is ISIS? So we're going to get ISIS, who you know has been folded into the mainstream DCU, even though she was created by Filmation, right? Um, and and uh, yeah. And yeah. episode six is Harvest. So I couldn't tell you what Harvest would be, but number episode seven is Ambush. And I swear to God. And if you listen if, to the podcast, if they put <laughs> Ambush Bug on Smallville, you can die. I will have the nerdgasm of a lifetime. Well, what if they do it wrong though? Will you still love How it? How can you do ambush right? You just totally made it all turn to ash in my mouth. I just <laughs> want to prepare you for the worst. If they cast Matthew McConaughey as ambush bug. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Oh. Well, I mean, anytime they've brought on a character, they've done them like, differently, right? I mean, yes, like, but, they have, but they've done so many right now. Like, Maxima was done right. Uh, Dr. Fate, the Dr. Legion. Fate was right. The Legion was done right. And the Legion was done different, but still right. But still right, yeah. yeah. And, and I, I think a lot of Justice Society was right. You know, the Star Spangled Kid was so, done right. So let's, Stargirl. let's break it down a second. What, what are the elements of Ambush Bug that cannot be perverted? Well, he has to be able to teleport. Okay. He has to be absolutely insane. Okay. And the other thing I would say is, I think, they might as well beat Deadpool to the punch, and he has to know that he's in a TV show. Okay. And I'll say one more thing. You can't actually see his regular face. That's true. In his earliest appearances, you could see they did show him without his mask. Did they? Yes. He's a bald. He looks like Lex Luthor. He's bald. Okay. Oh, so he's not really that thing with that's a mask. They haven't shown him without his mask on in about uh, since ever. Yeah. His first Just and second. Go back to your showcase. I'll go edition, back to man. the showcase. I didn't. Know uh, that. That, yeah. He's his first couple of appearances because because Superman threw him into prison at one point and, and he stayed and he re uh, he reconfigured his suit. And so he was able to teleport out of prison back when they considered him a villain. Right. And in his first couple of appearances, that was what he was supposed to right. be. He was just a right, crazy right. villain. So. so is he just a man? Not With anymore, a he's not. Wow. Because at one point, he went beyond. Like, he internalized the power. But then once he became actually aware that he was a comic book character, all bets were off. Mm. You know, so... Um, he, he, Forget that I said that he could be without his. You could see his regular face, even though you did earlier. They have not shown him without his mask ever again. Yeah. So I mean, he's been a bartender uh, on the at the bar outside of the outside of the. No universe. matter what they put him in, he's in the costume underneath. He's he's wearing a Hawaiian shirt. He's still got the costume on, trench coat, yeah. fedora, yeah. the costume underneath. Okay. So With I. The you're right. You're right. Um, and then also coming out in September, Clone Wars. In years, you've been watching all along, right? Yeah, I've been uh, pretty satisfied. Yeah, so September 17th is the hour premiere of third season. Uh, September 15th, you can actually play Clone Wars Adventures online. Awesome. And I got to... Um, is that a for you, Paul? A pay prescription? Yeah. Uh, no, actually, so a lot of the content is free. I did, I did the demo. I know the first content is free. It's uh, You can buy. There will be a pack. You can download it online and... Get most of it, but there is a there's a premium membership that's four ninety nine a month, so fairly reasonable because this is really aimed at kids. It's like supposed to be hitting the eight to fourteen year olds. Well, that's um, who watches that show and loves it. So yeah, and and Lon. Yeah. So Lon's going to be playing too. 
And they, you know what? It's kind of like Sesame Street in the way that your kids can watch it, but then the adults can enjoy it too. Right. So, so um, you can stores. You'll have this box called the Galactic Passport, which will give you three months of the premium membership, so you can like buy a droid, you know, have a pet, and 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 deal with that. And then there's points to do other things to like really spruce up your, uh, you know, because this thing like Webkins and all a lot of the kids sites, and I, I guess a lot of the other. I just don't spend that much. I don't spend any time right now on any online. I'm playing WoW right games. now. Are you playing WoW right now? Yeah. So obviously, right there, are, there are points that you can <coughs> pay for with real money to get certain things. Yeah, you can buy. Well, not not so much. Not so much as part of the game. There's like a secondary economic right. there. But but I think that that there's that kind of introducing kids to the secondary economy. Yeah. But I saw the game in action, um, and I thought that was pretty. It, it was. Pretty interesting, uh, really smooth. Looked exactly like the show. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's not hard to do because that show is meant to be a little, and they do this on purpose. And I kind of like that stiff. It's meant to look like Super Mario Nation, mm-hmm. um, and I, I think that's really cool. And there's a lot of free online mini games, which I found. I played a couple of those, and those were really fun. And I could see people. You know, you can either be a dabbler in that universe for free, or you can really get into it. And I like that they have both ways of doing it. You can, you could. You can play on your PC a lot of mini games that will still be taking up a lot of your time, which I consider that a positive if mm-hmm. you have some time to kill. But you can also, you know, you can, you can just get in and out, or you can do it. So I'm, uh, I'm thinking that's going to be a fun game. I, so you I mean, just say there was a monthly subscription? You, that's a premium membership. Okay. So you can be part of the universe. You can do but that was adventures, like everything. Four ninety five. Uh, <coughs> sorry, five ninety nine a month. So about twenty cents a day. Well, you put it that way. Yeah. Sign us up. I, I have more expensive insurance policies. Uh, <laughs> wow. So, yeah. So that was for for our listener Paul, who asked for Comic Con news out of out of uh, Star Wars news out of Comic Con, and that's what we got. But but we will have uh, Michelle Simon is going to Star Wars Celebration this weekend. So yeah. Uh, so we'll have more uh, hopefully on site <laughs> next week. We're getting so, the wrap it up signal got, from. Well, you know wow. what? I am too because I, I do have to wrap it up. And uh, so, if you've got any questions, comments, compliments, commentary, you think Tim's a d bag? Write in. To no, no, uh, Tim did it really cool. Yeah. Okay. He did. Yeah. Uh, all right. I just think it's funny that at that I'm into store D. I'm into D and D bag. Uh, so, uh, oh. <laughs> write in. That's funny. Editor at fanboyplanet.com, or if you just want to tell Lon how great he is, sandpaper at fanboyplanet.com. Of course, when you send an email to sandpaper. The entire email system will go down. But uh, <laughs> anyway, that's it. Oh, yeah, I'm Derek McCaw, editor-in-chief of FanboyPlanet.com. Lon, feeling a little better, Lopez. Good. And Rick Brettsnyder reminding you to use, use your, your powers, powers only for good. D&D bag. <laughs> Don't touch my hardware. And thanks once again to the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Luke Ski at www.lukeski.com. Oh, you know what? Uh, I just, we just got press. We just got what? 
Clone Wars I've Returns, got, yeah, September, I've got, I've got all that. something or other. So I'm going to cover that. I do have that, and I can talk about the video, the uh, online role playing game because okay. I, I demoed that. So you could just send that out. The to DCU Paul. one or which one? The uh, Clone Wars one, Clone Wars Adventures. Oh. Wow, so Rick, this sounds really good. What yeah. did you do this time? I played with it last week, and actually, it, it came. I out want to sound like that. that. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 uh, Where's our recorder? Dang, no. <laughs> <sighs> Not since grade school has the has the humor bar been so high. Yeah, but you always put all of us doing uh, yeah, stupid I know, things. So, um, I do my. I don't. I don't cut myself out. The um, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Sure, fine. Mm-hmm. I the sound last week actually sounded pretty good. Uh, it was. It was what was happening. Well, all was, the background noise. Uh, well, the, the monitor babies. works different different on this than it does in the other one. So it might just be too is maybe we don't have all the competing sound that your that's, recorders. That's probably. very likely too. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, so Since movie wise, that's yeah. why a lot of studios they don't have crying babies in them. They oh, is that why? Yeah, got it. I'm Option. really kind of like starting to the, the idea of Harry's Hopperow getting those really soft chairs and just sitting around. It's not to, quiet there though at all. I it's don't know. Quieter than it was here last week. Not quieter than this though. This is nice. No, you'd have clinking plates in the back. You know what it would sound like? It would sound like NPR on Sundays when they broadcast from I feel Rat very, San Francisco I restaurants. Feel, I feel very intimate with you guys right now. It's uh, feeling very. I, I'm actually starting to find some calm today. I, that's good. Yeah. My very. See, just don't touch day. any more hardware because I don't want whatever hey, you shut, got shut, affecting. He was about to be calm. <laughs> okay, sorry. Plus, I want another loop of that too. So. Yeah, just don't touch my hardware. Don't touch my <laughs> hardware. <laughs> And I played That's with it last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was polishing my hardware last So time. I was going to talk about... Uh, yeah. What is this guy okay? doing back there? You all right? It does seem suspicious. Uh, so we're going to talk about the Green Lantern news this week, the movie news. I didn't hear it, so it surprised me. I will. Um, they announced, of course, the Avengers are going to start filming in February. I did like that Avengers, uh, the uh, 1940s serial version. The 1952 version, yeah. That was excellent. Did you see that? I did. It was okay. It was clever, but for those of us who were older, the colossal no, man. No, no, I mean, I uh, just, yeah, I, I thought it was all, yeah. yeah. The only thing that didn't didn't do for me was when they threw in the Avengers from the 60s. Yeah, when they know. threw in, uh, but they needed a Black Widow. Right. And she would have been a great Black she Widow. She would have been a good Black Widow. Um, and then there was a great quote from Mark Ruffalo. They, uh, he was asked if uh, he and Edward Norton were still friends after Ruffalo took over the Hulk and he said no you know he's happy for me we see the Hulk as this generation's Hamlet every young actor has to, <laughs> has to take a shot that's pretty funny so, so it's like the Scottish play you can't actually say the name or you're cursed no no that's not what he's saying at all no I'm just I, this generation that's not the Scottish play now is it it's Macbeth it's you're the right. Danish play yeah it's the Danish play so all right You'll it's be in charge Hulk of producing. <laughs> I'm not going to cut that either. Tony Scott is going to direct Mark Miller's Nemesis. Has anybody read Nemesis? You know, that's the question. So that's the reaction I want to, you know. I read the first one and I was like, great. Yeah, so I'm not doing that. And, of course, there was Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark. They say this time for sure, so we'll talk about that. And Are Rick, you going to buy tickets Rick now? has the pre- – uh, no, I don't have an American Express card, nor am I going to New York anytime soon. When I said you, I meant theoretically people yes, can. You. Oh, I think it's hard to know. Because I could have this morning. I did you? No, I did not. I don't have a trip to New York scheduled. In November, I'm going to be in the Mexican Riviera. Clean uh, absconding border. with all our funds. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be on my way to the island. The plan is all together. All the fanboy planet. All the uh, 
Yeah. Money. You should never give we, me the account number. Oh, we closed that account years ago. <laughs> Gibson and I had no, one. I thought there was a full set of hero clicks in there. Ah, uh, yeah, it's under my bed. <laughs> so, waiting for the day my son gets old enough to actually play them without taking them off the bases. <laughs> um, and then uh, got some DC news for T- DC Universe. And then we can talk about Clone Wars and then the Smallville. I'd like to just throw out that rumor that Ambush Bug will appear. And, you know, I know that I'm full of crap on that, but it's just funny that they... I don't know. I, well, that's the great thing. So let us speculate. And you're not the only one speculating because I went to a couple of, uh, of uh, boards and people were saying the same thing. It makes sense to me. I, it's uh, so. all a tingle. Is there anything else that you can think of, Lon? Do uh, you want to talk about Scott Pilgrim this week? Because now <coughs> by the time this comes out, oh, yeah, we could do you that. could actually review it. I could talk about yeah, the Expendables. Yeah, yeah. So. Sure. I was really bummed. I, I couldn't find my AMC card that I got from the Spartacus party. Oh. So upset. You didn't I, throw them in your wallet? That's the first I found thing it. I did. I found it. Oh, okay. You know, but I found it today, so I'm like, that's good because there's an AMC in Manteca. And so on mm. Friday, I'm after after I've my brother nice. leaves, I'm just going to go over to the AMC and see Scott Pilgrim. So there you go. I, I sold mine for cash. Sure. How's the uh, male prostitution going? Sold mine for cash. Yes, I thought. That's why you have to touch Rick's hardware, isn't it? Uh, well, he did go. play with it last week. Yeah. Yeah. It did. It's pre-played. It's used. Mm. Pre-played. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, previously enjoyed is what it, uh, I think the, the, the book. Is, is that what Love That's Monsters what the used bookstores call oh, it. Previously, previously enjoyed. enjoyed. Okay. <laughs> and I think we just named the podcast. Uh, we may have. <laughs> 